Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob podcast. Good morning. Good morning. We've hopped the whole night. Good morning. Good morning to you. Exciting day with new elected officials and some old ones coming back as well. So it's been it's a lot of fun to watch all this stuff going on. I guess. Well, I tell you, it's a lot more fun to watch it when you're not in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Amen to that, brother. I hear you. Oh man, a lot of money or something. It's a lot better to watch it. That's for sure. So this is an hour long special edition of the Ed and Bob Show. This is the election edition of the Ed and Bob Show, and uh, an hour long, twice as long as the ones we've been doing. So here we go. We've got lots to talk about, too. So uh, tell me, first of all, before we get started, what is, um, what's your take on this, this past, I don't know, year? Is it two years or what of the political atmosphere, atmosphere we've had? Well, I think I think the past two years, politics has definitely leaned toward negative, uh, very much so. And I I saw a thing today where they were questioning people, and they said, "Should you use force to stop people from coming into the country with guns? Mm. Use guns to stop them?" And I thought, "No, they wouldn't do that." And they said, "Yeah, you should." And and so I, you know, well, wasn't there like a, a uh, you know, a group of uh, citizens that went down to the border? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, went down there and said they're going to defend the border. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I think that, and and maybe this is more of a question: has have elections changed forever? I don't remember them ever being like this. Well, I don't know that they've changed forever. It may go back and forth. You know, it's kind of like country music. It goes from real country to rock, and then it go, you know, starts swinging back a little bit. But now it's definitely changed. And, and I'm surprised by some of the, the winners and the losers in this election because some of them that you thought were that Trump had had them in and they were going to are not in, and then and back and forth. So it's it's been a, I think it's been a very interesting day. And I think we're all set for a really exciting midterm final. What do you think? <laughs> well, but has it gotten to be, though, that you can't get elected to office unless you're willing to use every name in the book to call your opponent? Uh, can there not be any civility? Is it, is it all about... Um, how outrageous you can be? Well, in certain levels, I think that's true. Now, I, I do think that, for instance, the, the Marsha Blackburn race, I, you know, I, I, she's won, the, won it, of course, and Phil Bredesen, both of them, they, they, they were not bad. They just said a lot of things that the other one was doing or didn't do, but it wasn't, it wasn't all that bad. That was kind of normal uh, trash talk to me. I'm not even sure, though, it was it was them as it, much as it was. If you watched all these ads that we saw, mm-hmm. I didn't see that many ads that actually said paid for by Marsha Blackburn or paid for by Phil Bredesen for a uh, Senate committee. They were all these other um, hacks and things yeah. like that. Now, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you recall, um, the Republicans were told they had to, they really had to win um, Nevada, Arizona, Tennessee Senate races. That those were like almost must wins, um, and, and in Texas uh, maybe as well. Um, so if they did not win the Tennessee uh, Senate race, but but those four or five races in the Senate, I do believe had a lot of outside money spent on them that did not come from the candidates is what I'm talking about. Yeah, no doubt. And so whatever that outside money said, was uh, that's that's what you saw on TV or heard on the radio. So actually we set it up, uh, just so people understand, in this election, 470 seats in the U.S. Congress, 
35 Senate seats were up for grabs, uh, 435 House seats. All, the, all 435 House seats are always up for grabs. And uh, you know, I also noticed something that was unusual. Seven seats in the House were vacant. And I, I looked at that and I said, what? They're vacant. And um, they said it can be vacant by somebody dying, somebody resigning, something like that. And so uh, they had to fill them with a special election. So those were going on. So some of the about seven or nine seats, where it was, were, had nobody in them whatsoever, no incumbent or anything like that. But let's talk about first about the Senate. The Republican Party holds 51 seats in the Senate. Democrats held 47. Two are independents, and those independents always got together with the 47 Democrats. Of those 35 seats that were up for grab, 26 of them were Democratic um, seats previously and that the Democrats were defending. So only uh, nine seats in the Senate were the Republicans actually defending, uh, or 10 seats. And, and in, in 10 of those states where the 26 seats are that the Democrats were defending, uh, Donald Trump won over Hillary Clinton. So that's the way the Senate plays out. In the House of Representatives, um, 235 seats uh, uh, by the Republicans, uh, Democrats had 193. So. Now, seven seats being vacant in that, too. Right. So, you know, the the party with the newly elected president has suffered an average loss of 23 seats in the House in the following midterm elections. Huh. So and, that would be enough uh, almost to make the difference, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Democrats have to flip at least 23 Republican-held seats to retake the House. So, it's kind of uh, odd those numbers matched up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's, uh, very, it's almost an omen or something. <laughs> now, there are three states where Republican-held seats seats. The Democrats have to win to have any shot at capturing the Senate, and that's, as you said earlier, Nevada, Arizona, and Tennessee, and you know Marsha Blackburn has won in Tennessee, so that one's off the market. And, and, what's, and, and, and that, that makes a, she, she makes history. Yeah. She's the first female senator. From the state of Tennessee? Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely. I didn't think about that. Yeah, she is. And there, and. There's some other firsts that could happen around the country, too. Well, let's talk about some of the local races, too, and kind of go over some of the surprises there. Have you seen anything that's exceptional to you? Uh, Tim Burchett, of course, has done very well. Yeah, well, Burchett uh, had a, a big majority of... Uh, from what I saw of the uh, votes, so it was doing very, very well. Almost 60% of the votes. Well... Let's go. You want to go down the um, the ones here that we selected and see how we did? <laughs> did we win or lose? Well, we both picked Bill Lee to win. He won, so big time. Yeah. I mean, three to one or yeah, something like that. That was really good. Now you took Marsha Blackburn, and I took Phil Bredesen in the Senate race, and you won that one. Yeah. We both won Tim Burchett. Yeah. We both won Randy McNally. And uh, I think in the other races, too, we both run the same. I did pick Greg McKay over Martin Daniel, and, and that was a pretty close race. Actually, it's uh, Martin Daniel had 10,637 to 10,193. So we're doing this. Yeah, less, less than 500 votes difference there. Less than 500 votes. And um, let's see. Um, Gloria Johnson and Eddie Smith. Well, Gloria Johnson won the seat. Yeah, from everything we've now, seen. Uh, now, this, these two are these two run for the seat every time. Every two years, they run for the seat. So one time, one will win, and then two years later, it flips back the other way. It's gone both ways, hasn't it? Yeah. Now, this race has been decided by as little as like a hundred um, or two hundred votes mm -hmm. uh, in the past. So. Uh, it, it's it's one of those that that uh, that district um, it, it has a lot of Democrats and a lot of Republicans in it, and about evenly split. I well, I, I saw some things before the election from Knoxville mayor how she was upset at Eddie and uh, some of the things. Can you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's. 
evidently he used some some photo shoots that they were, you know, that he was there because of... I think of, they were actually uh, groundbreaking or something. You know, yeah, it's like a groundbreaking, and there were a lot of other people there, but he was using that as as that that the mayor is supporting him. Yeah. And she wrote that, and that's not true, I'm supporting Gloria Johnson. So uh, I think Gloria Johnson has, has won it back, and yeah, it looks so, like very handily. Yeah, so it, it has, it, this, this seat has gone back and forth. And, and even in the um, in early voting, Gloria Johnson had more votes than Eddie Smith. And then, if you think about it, because it was election day when uh, Mayor Rojero came out and really jumped all over him about using her picture and her quote, and, and she said she urged every Democrat in that district to get out and vote and take 10 people with them or something like that. So she was really upset about it. Um, well. You know, it was um, one of those things you don't cross. Uh, <laughs> be very careful what you say. I guess so. Fair statement. <laughs> uh, fair statement. And we'll see what happens because two years from now this is going to come up again. And I'm sure these two candidates will be going at it again, just like they have the last four years. So uh, back and forth, back and forth. But that is a difference. That's, that's a flip there to the Democrats. And then you've got uh, Jason Zachary against Justin Davis. Um, he easily won that. Rick Staples and uh, District 15, a house was unopposed. Uh, Bill Dunn won handily in District 16. Uh, Dave Wright won handily in District 19. And Justin Lafferty won easily. And Martin Daniel, it looks like he's going to pull that out. Greg McKay was ahead most of the night in that race, but it looks like he's he is pulling that out. So we'll see how that goes with absentee ballots and such, too. So there's always lots more to come as it goes through. But I don't know that there's that big a surprise locally, do you? Um, no, I don't think so. I think a lot of I think it all boiled around this Marsha uh, and uh, Phil thing, yeah. and it was all about them and whether or not uh, you know it was such a national push on that particular race. Have you ever? Like a, that's why I'll talk. Have you ever seen? I, I can't remember ever a president of the United States doing is so much politicking and campaigning for other candidates in the state of Tennessee. I mean, he's uh, Trump is, was in Johnson City, was in Knoxville, Chattanooga. I mean, just working the state of Tennessee for the for um, Marsha, and and I can't ever remember that happening before. No, I, I think you're right. Um, so let me ask you this. Was this election about Trump or was it about all these candidates? Oh, I definitely think it's about Trump and his ideas and campaign, too, and the candidates. And the can most of the candidates says, I'm Trump's guy. So, so did you feel like some candidates were saying uh, Trump's... Uh, how, do you, how do you word this? Some candidates, I think, were almost afraid to get off of the Trump train in fear of his wrath or of losing, <laughs> even though they didn't necessarily agree with his means. I mean, some of the stuff he does is downright mean, in your face, calling you names, almost unpresidential. Well, so yeah. if a candidate has trouble or a problem with that, how do you handle that if you think you won't win if you live by your own uh, morals or your beliefs or how you think you ought to treat people? Well, I, I, I don't think you will win. I, I think he will just, he'll come right out against you, and you, you won't win, um, Republican-wise anyway. So it, it is, uh, but I tell you, I have never seen a president work so hard at getting people elected as this man has. Well, and let me ask you another question then. Did, if you listen to everything Trump has said over the past year, it's not been so much about the economy, which you and I have talked about many times. It is the economy. And it was, wasn't there a thing when Clinton was running, it's the economy stupid or whatever? Yeah, right. um, and he kept bringing up immigration and this caravan and wearing it out. So was this election about immigration? 
or is it about the economy? There's a lot of people that have done very well over the past two years that don't want anything changing. Well, I, I think just for the, the regular guy on the street, I think it's about health care. I really do. I think a lot of people are are unhappy about what's going on in health care and the expense in health care. And, of course, the... the health care is number one, by the way. Right. Health care is number one, two. Okay. All right. There you go. So, well, the, the immigration thing is, it, it you know, and that brings a lot of fuel from from people who have a lot to say about it, and it, and they can be uh, kind of mean, honestly. I mean, I, I can't imagine that there's three caravans now heading toward the United States. Last I heard, they were in Mexico City in a stadium. That's unbelievable. They never made it. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's just, it's unheard of. Just, I, I can't just, just can't imagine. Well, I just, I, I, I it just doesn't seem like it's about, uh, it wasn't about the economy when the economy has been doing so well. And, and, and I think if I'd been president, I would have shouted, hey, are you better off now than you were two years ago? Well, really, that's you know, true. That Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you, are you better off? So, well, yeah, you know, Lee beat Dunn, or beat Dunn, Dean two to one. Oh, it was at least that. Yeah. And so did that surprise you? Yes, it did. Did it really? You yeah, thought it would be a lot closer. Uh, well, I thought, I thought Dean being a former mayor of Nashville and, you know, central Tennessee, but, but of course, that's where Lee was from, the central Tennessee, too. So, yeah. Well, he's just a farmer. Yeah. <laughs> a very rich farmer. Yeah. I bet it's amazing how you play that. Yeah. I'm just a farmer. I'm just a farmer. I'm an outsider. Well, he's a good-looking guy. He's got a beautiful family. He's been very successful. Uh, you know, I, I think he's got a lot of things going for him, and I hope he does a great job. I'm all for it, and let's, let's you know, let's get to work. Hey, and, and as far as that Marsha race and Phil Bredesen, uh, Knox County, it looks like, went for Phil uh, more than they did Marsha. Does that surprise you? Yes, it does, because the, the president was here supporting her. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, it does. Um, let's see, other races kind of looking at still uh, down the list here. Um, I haven't seen anything else on the uh, those Senate seats that, uh, that the uh, Democrats needed to claim that they were going to win. You know, there were about, let's see, Florida seemed to be one of the most important states in this entire election. That the governor's race down there, the Senate race, uh, one of the congressional races. Um, Florida just seems to, every single big election, seem to be so influential. Well, there's a lot of people in Florida. Uh, and and it's, 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 that state has grown tremendously. I think every day it was like three or 400 people uh, just crossing the line with their, with their furniture, probably a lot more than that. But it's, it's a, you know, look how many pro teams are in Florida. Look how many universities are in Florida. That's where all the football players are. But it, it is a very important state. And you, have, you also have the, the, the Latino effect in Florida. So it, it, That's in uh, the Miami area. And then right. you've got the New Yorkers and right. Democratic yeah. that moved yeah. down there. They're in the, yeah. the Tampas and the and the uh, Jacksonvilles. And those mm -hmm. those areas are are blue, and it seems like the rest of the state's kind of. Well, you know, we're kind of going along with this the same time you folks that are listening to us are we're going through the election, too. So we're kind of doing it together. We're just giving you some comments. But it, it looks like the Democrats have made some inroads into the, the House race. It'll be interesting to see how it all ends up playing out. Um, we've got... Um, I think they're up three now. Is it really? Mm -hmm. All right. Hey, uh, before we get too much farther, Ed, I got something I want to talk about. Um this Thursday, this Thursday, the Knox County Office on Aging is having an event Thursday, November the 8th, 8 a.m. It's all day at the Rothschild Conference Center on Kingston Pike. It's called Aging a Family Affair. Now, this is not a, all about getting old. Uh, here's what they do. They got cocktail breakfast going on. Well, they got a lunch. And all day long, they will have lawyers there from the um, Lawyer Referral and Information Service. 
of the Knoxville Bar Association, and they will give you free legal advice to all seniors. So you can make an appointment, call them at 546-6262 to set up an appointment so they can talk with you. But they've got um, interesting things going on all day long, starting at 9 o'clock with the keynote address. 8 to 9 is that uh, registration and communal breakfast. 9 to 10, the keynote address called Aging and Evolving Optimally, a Physician's Perspective. Uh, then several different workshops, like preparing as you age, maintaining a healthy weight, um, how to make your home a home for a lifetime, a great lunch, and then they're going to have the uh, second part of the day, healthy lungs and living well, Medicare, Social Security, uh, healing uh, sounds for your mind and body. You need some of that. <laughs> and um, uh, they even have a class on photography. You know, and and uh, so and they're also going to have health screenings. Anyway, that's this Thursday. The office on aging doing this. It's called Aging a Family Affair. Give them a call to make a reservation. Would be an excellent idea. Um, you can call them at five four six sixty two sixty two. The uh, office on aging has more details to help you out, and you can uh, also uh, go to their website. And uh, when I see that, I'll pass it along. So I'll give that to you before we hang up here today. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a, a great event, and uh, it only costs 25 bucks. All right. I could use some help, that's for sure. Okay. And, and they got a lot of great sponsors for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I can't find the website. Uh, oh, here's the website. See, I knew I'd get it. KnoxSeniors.org. There you Knoxseniors.org. go. All right, go there. All right, back to our election coverage, an hour-long Ed and Bob show for election coverage. And uh, talking about the winners, the losers, um, just about the race itself, the many races. The many races. You know, the local races in the area are probably just as important as the national races. Of course, you're not going to hear that much about it. But the, uh, the midterm elections kind of take it away from from the president's, you know, from the national elections. So we've got a, we've got a new senator, female senator in Tennessee. First ever. First ever. And uh, some of these other states are going to have some first evers too, I'm sure of that. But it is, uh, it's an interesting time, and I haven't heard anything about the Russians meddling in the election or anyone else. Have you? No, not yet, but okay. you know, there's still plenty of time. Now, I was afraid today because of the clouds, or the storms that came through in the middle of the night, and, it, and evidently it knocked the power off in a lot of places. So uh, some of the polling this morning, they started out with paper ballots. As we're talking here, they're saying the Democrats have picked up five seats in the House. So if they picked up five seats, they need, how many, we say 23. Yeah, 23. 23. um, But I don't think there's any way that the Democrats are going to pick up the House. It was going to be too difficult because the Republicans are only defending like nine or ten seats. And the Democrats are having to defend, what do we say, 26 seats? 26, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think it's highly unlikely. Uh, The Senate, they really needed uh, Phil Bredesen to win. That didn't seem to work out. Uh, So uh, I just don't know that anything's going to change other than it was. Now, if if the House had uh, been lost to the Democrats, you think we would have an impeachment? Wow. Well, that's what they said. They said if they could control that. That's who has to bring uh, uh, articles of impeachment is the House. And the it's House right. the Senate. But uh, if you don't have a majority there, you're never going to impeach anybody. I would just be happy if they would get rid of daylight savings time. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the biggest joke. And I don't think, I would, I would just, I can't imagine what President Trump would start talking about if they start trying to impeach him. Well, that's what they said. If they got control, they would bring articles of impeachment. But, you know, again, they had a Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think as it stands, from what I'm seeing, I don't think it's a big landslide either way. No, no, it's not. I mean, I don't see a mandate. Um, 
for Trump necessarily coming out. And then you've got here locally, you've got Democrats seem to have come out um, rather strong, uh, winning uh, one of the House seats, if not two. I mean, that one's really close as we're sitting here talking. So it, it could be uh, two and maybe get three seats in the House because uh, uh, Rick Staples is a Democrat that's already there and he was unopposed. So we're going to keep watching this. It's a, a special one-hour version of the Ed and Bob Show. Now, if you want to leave us comments, you can do it a lot of different ways. You can go uh, email us at edandbob at yahoo.com. You can uh, use Twitter to contact us. Uh, you can also go to their Facebook, which is Ed and Bob. Um, what is it? It's facebook.com slash Ed and Bob. Yeah. There you go. All right. Forward slash. Now, and there are other things too that we've been talking about that's changed since our last broadcast. Uh, for instance, with the Pension and Retirement Board. Yeah, that's true. The judge has decided that there's not going to be any lawsuits. It's the way it is. They've refiled a non uh, non suit. Yeah. So nothing's going to change. The same policy that we had before this started is going to continue. Purge Judge Weaver. So, there you go. All that 200 or something thousands of dollars that was spent on this. And by the way, the county has to pay for the attorneys for both sides. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, that was the ruling, too. You know, the only thing that I never heard decided, though, is it appropriate uh, to, two things. Is it appropriate to use um, is it appropriate as a deputy not to go take your vacation time or your time away from this stressful job and let it pile up in order to make your final two years of salary higher? And I never heard a decision whether or not what's the definition of salary. Hmm. Is salary just your salary or is salary... Uh, your salary plus paid time off that you did not take to let accrue. And there was never a decision on that, and I think until that's ever decided, it's still hanging out there. Well, it probably is. You're right on the compensation issue and how that's decided. But I think with a different different sheriff now, we could probably bring those things back into reality, more of an easy way to do it. But, it is, uh, and our buddy uh, who was on commission that ran for the state legislature, he won. Yeah, Dave Wright. Yeah. How about that? Well, and, uh, so now he'll have to resign. Right. And some people say he'll have to resign before the end of the year. Yes. Even though he would not take office until January, but they said there's some kind of uh, thing in December where the newly elected go, and so it would be as if he is officially working or something to that effect. So now his replacement will be picked by? County Commission. There you go. Yeah. So anybody will be able to apply that lives in the 8th District, which is East Knox County. And so anybody wants to apply to fill out Dave Wright's uh, time on commission, which will be what? Two years? I mean, right, two years. Yeah, two, at least two years. Then they'll need to put their name in the hat and then commission will start. They'll start dividing up sides, Ed. <laughs> you, have, you, you, have, you, have, you have the votes pulling off? No, I'm not in the 8th District. It'll take six votes. Yeah, yeah six, six votes, votes to pull it off. But the, the, the I think there's some people uh, who are involved in that. Now, who is the gentleman that Dave Wright replaced? Is replacing him. All right, Harry Brooks. Now, I have heard that Harry Brooks wants to go back on commission, and that was the whole deal all along. I kind of heard that, but uh, and then uh, other people saying Harry is not interested. In that. He's not interested. But you know, politics—you never count anybody out to you count them out. And and with that being said, to replace Dave Wright on county commission, should he have a big influence, since he represents that district, on who replaces him instead of uh, some uh, organization of six votes that somebody puts together on commission to put in whoever they want? 
Well, I think I think his vote's just as important as any other person. He won't, he won't be able to vote, though. No, no, that's true. But that's true. he could recommend somebody, and I guess it comes down to would commission listen to whatever his recommendation is. Hmm. I don't know. But should should he have a big influence on who? No, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't have any influence. Oh, you don't think so? No. He knows his district better than anybody else does. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we, we shall see. Other things that we're looking for in uh, the elections here, the big things that was uh, possibly making history this year is uh, Gillum. Is that you pronounce his name? Mm -hmm. Uh, could be the first African-American to lead his state. That's what? Georgia? Yes, uh, right. Georgia. Georgia. Um, Stacey Abrams could be the first African-American woman to lead any state. And then we talked about Marsha Blackburn. Uh, let's see. Well, there's some other ones there. Uh, but we'll see how it all plays out. Well, it looks like the uh, as we're going along here now that the uh, Democrats in the House are up to 141. So it's and the Republicans are at 143. So well, they need 23 though. That would yes. be you know. So yeah. if they're up six at this moment as we're talking, uh, they still got a ways to go. Sure do. So we shall see. Well, we're half through this hour-long edition of the Ed and Bob Show election coverage uh, version. And uh, kind of a fun thing to do, and we, uh, I'm glad we were able to get this out in the air. I'm surprised that so many people ran for governor of Tennessee. Did, on the on the on the ballot today, I mean, there must have been 25 people who ran for governor. How many are on there? And and they some of them got some votes, some of them didn't get any votes. It's just incredible. One, two, three, four, five, four, five, five six, still seven, going? Eight. 28 people. And I noticed that uh, a couple of them only got like four votes. Don't you think you could maybe get yourself, your mom, your wife, <laughs> a couple of uh, people to join you there? Uh, in the entire state of Tennessee? Yeah. 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 You would think so. But I don't, I don't understand why. What's the benefit of running for office if there's just no chance? You're not going to be in a debate. You're not going to be in anything. And they don't spend any money to run, so probably don't even buy one sign. It's uh, I don't understand that. Hey, it looks like Richard Briggs is definitely a winner, too. Did we mention that? Yes. I definitely a winner there. But uh, as we're speaking right now, this Martin Daniel and Greg McKay race is too close to call. And I don't know when it will be called. But uh, you and I both thought Greg McKay uh, might possibly win that. Yes. So uh, we knew, we thought it would be close. And, and it is. Very close. Sure is. Well, we'll okay. see how that turns out. But, uh, so in, 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 that, in, in that respect, that's what we were talking about. A lot of these Democrats in Knox County definitely came out and voted. Well, I, you know, I think it's it's amazing how many people did vote. Like in one area, I saw where there were more people voted in early voting than the entire election the last time. There was a lot of interest in it this time, and I think I think I have to give that credit to the president. Well, but is it hate? Is it is it is it people hating him that made more people come out and vote, or is it people that? You know, before they said there'd never been a thing where presidents put so much faith into these old-time rallies. This is stuff they did 40 years ago, 50 years ago, where the president would come in by train and they get under a tent and do a rally. And that had lost any interest. Nobody did that. And here all of a sudden you've got a president that flies around the country during the midterms and does all these rallies as though he is running. Exactly. And the big crowds. Oh, and all the red hats in the, in the audience and everything. And, and then Have you been to one of them? No, I haven't. But I mean, everybody gets all cranked up at a, to a fever pitch. Is that is that the new wave of, of being elected? And if it is... Are there a lot of people that are great potential candidates saying, I'm not going? Uh, I'm going to start yelling, well, uh, saying, yeah. you know, uh, he's a weasel. <laughs> and, uh, 
He's, uh, you know, all these things, they, all the names that Trump seems to have come up with for everybody. Well, I have to say this, and I think Trump just says it publicly where everybody else just says it privately. Whoa, there's no question. <laughs> some people have some decorum about them or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that a lot of people are going to say, I'm never running for office where I would have considered it because I can't. I can't call people names. I can't. Well, you know, in, in, when you ran for mayor, I thought you were, well, I, I constantly ask you to do some things that you wouldn't do because you're too too true. You're too first class, you know? Well, I just, uh, and I don't want to make it about me, but I was uncomfortable with name calling, yeah. and I couldn't go there, and, and maybe that's what it takes to win. And if it does, then I'm not I'm not that guy. And I think there's a lot of people out there that have looked at these elections and said, you know, maybe once upon a time I thought I'd run for the, this or that or the other, but if this is what it takes, I'm not going to do it. So, um, so Burchett's won, Marsha's won, Bill Lee's won. How about that? I think it's pretty amazing right down the range. Big That's Red running good. across the state there, isn't it? That's true. Absolutely. So all three of your, uh, your big... Uh, uh, yeah, well, federal races yeah. is what I was trying to say that affected Knox County. Um, they all went red. So, And uh, I'm sure that... Uh, they would have liked to have won all of them, but I'm I'm surprised a couple of these races where Democrats have done well. I I guess I just felt like there was so much red. Uh, although we're sitting here with a, a Democratic mayor, Knoxville mayor, even though it's a nonpartisan race, she's obviously a Democrat. She's yeah. told me people she is, and who knows, we may have a new one in a couple of years. Well, well, let me tell you about something that's going on this week, Bob. It's that, okay. you know, it's that time of year again. We've been listening to Christmas music all day. Yeah. Time for the 36th annual Christmas Fair at the Knoxville Expo Center, and it's coming up this Friday through Sunday. That's over 200 craftspeople from 10 states. It's the area's largest arts, craft, and gift show and sale. It's truly a Christmas shopper's paradise with something for everyone on your list. And now's the time to start looking for that. Now's the time when you get the best presents, when you get them early and you pick out something so special. So make your list, check it twice, shop till you drop at the 2018 Christmas Fair. It's Friday Saturday and Sunday at the Knoxville Expo Center, Friday 2 to 8, Saturday 10 to 8, and Sunday noon to 5. Admission is only $5, and of course, there's plenty of free parking at the Knoxville Expo Center there at Clinton Highway Emergence Road. So don't miss it. Be sure to check it out. Always a good time. It's a good time to go buy all your uh, uh, gifts. That, you know, it's always neat to have a gift that you're not going to find everywhere. And that's where you'll find the point. What did you say? Over 200 craftsmen. Good place to go. Well, I wonder if the people on the West Coast and in other parts of America that have seen some of the results from the East Coast have changed, and they're still voting out there. You know, there's always been some dispute whether uh, the polls should be open in one area when it's already closed in another area. Now, I don't think these races make that big a deal as it would for a presidential race because if somebody says the uh, president's already locked it up, then they might not even go vote. But, um, well, should uh, all polls be open and closed at exactly the same time? Yes. I mean, that's the only way you can fix that. I think so. Uh, and then you'd have election results only coming out mm. uh, long after California has mm. closed down. But now, I, I did hear one thing going on during the election, I mean, during uh, election day, that I had not heard before. They said some judges were trying to decide if just because you were in line when the polls closed that you could still stay there and vote. I thought that was always a given. Yes, yes I did too. And then a judge saying, well, I don't, I don't know where it was, but then a judge was deciding whether or not just because you were in line, you got, no matter how long it took, you still got to vote. And I thought that was a little odd. So I don't know where that was, but obviously it, 
that's ridiculous in my book. Did you think Marsha Blackburn was, would win, win by the margin she won? You no, you didn't even think she'd win. No, no I, I thought, thought no. Yeah, I did. I thought Bredesen would, would win. I, I think Bredesen, you know, Bredesen is, I don't know that people saw him as a as the way he was portrayed in the ads and all as a liberal Democrat. I thought he was a, I know he's a Democrat, but I thought he's more of a conservative Southern Democrat. So I didn't, I didn't see that. But boy, there's, I tell you what, they sure started some mud on this campaign and the end of it, talking about her family and money being paid to her family and things like that. Well, two things I think that made it difficult for Bredesen to win, and I've always thought this from the beginning. One of them was his stance on uh, the Second Amendment. On guns. guns. And yeah, I think he was more for more gun control. I don't think that's going to sell well in the state of Tennessee. No. And number two was he was endorsed by Planned Parenthood. Oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't he, know that. He was endorsed by Planned Parenthood, and I don't. I think the right to life, uh, uh, you know, part, and right to life uh, group uh, that, that does a yes. lot in politics and a lot in elections and publicizes who is uh, uh, believes what they believe, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and. Uh, well, didn't we really see? Didn't we see some? Well, yeah, probably true. I did see some ads with him going hunting, though. He had a shotgun on his shoulder, and he, like he was going to go hunting. I don't know if he was actually hunting or not. Well, I just but, think those two things are what killed him, though. Uh, or yeah. it was his downfall, and uh, uh, you know, especially the right to life in the state of Tennessee is very strong in the South. Really. Oh, absolutely, it is. You know, very much so. Uh, and when people are now talking, Marsha Blackman was talking about defunding Parenthood. There you go. And he's endorsed by that. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a, a race that I think a lot of people thought would be closer than what it turned out to be. Um, and so, who is, and I don't know who's running for her congressional seat or how that's uh, playing out. We'll take a look at it a little bit later on. Yeah, I think the state will have something to do with replacing her in the state legislature, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, Randy McNally is the uh, going to be again lieutenant governor. I would say, would very handily. Would you think that? I would imagine so. Mm -hmm. you know, he's a good guy. Great guy, and uh, he's. One, I guess he's one of the longest run, uh, longest elected officials in the house from East Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I would think. So, uh, so congratulations to Randy, good guy, and uh, I see where you get wine in the food stores in New Tazewell. <laughs> I don't think that's failed. It hasn't failed anywhere. The wine in the food stores is passed in, in Sevier County, in all the counties where it's come up, it's passed in every city. You know, when I was in California, you could buy you could buy any wine, liquor, whatever, in grocery stores, and you could buy it. You could buy it on Sunday. Yes. Um, and when I heard everybody talking, you know, around the East Tennessee area, Tennessee, about having, they saw you put wine in grocery stores, it'll close down all the liquor stores. They'll go broke. But you know, in California, the, the liquor stores were thriving because, as you've seen, in grocery stores. They'll mostly just carry the mainstream wines, and the mm -hmm. real wine connoisseur or person that likes particular kind of wines, mm -hmm. they're still going to go to your liquor store. Yeah, their favorite stores because yeah. they get a discount. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or it just yeah, makes it easier than doing mm -hmm. store. But not I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So just in case you're going to New Tazewell, <laughs> you're in shape if you're going to the grocery store there. Hey, there's Marsha Black. We're watching Ma Marsha Blackburn on TV. Uh, that's her victory speech. She looks all excited. Dressed in red. What a race. Yeah. What a race. I mean, how do you go through that race without feeling like somebody just took you out back and beat you that's with true. a tire tool? That's true. Man. Yeah. Um, still Pretty checking tough. the uh, Martin Daniel, Greg McKay thing. It is close. I don't know. 
you know, maybe by, by the time our podcast is out, it'll be decided. Uh, I don't know that it will be. Uh, that is a close race. So, well, we'll. we'll uh, what else you uh, did? Did anything else surprise you in this election at all? Well, I, no, not really. I don't have any big surprises like it's you know like a blindside or something. It. it um, uh, you were you were comfortable with the way most things went in Knox County. I was I was surprised that that you know Eddie Smith was the he he was the the delegation leader for Knox County. He spoke for all the other members. And and I was just, you know, I I was surprised that he lost again. I thought, you know, this time that he would, it wasn't the last time he only won by 100 votes. Well, a couple of hundred votes, it seems like. I mean, I, I, we could be wrong, but it was something like that. It's been always very close. And this was not even close. I saw it was like 1,600 votes. Yeah. So... Yeah, very, very surprising. Uh, Briggs said one big, uh, like I say, Eddie Smith, boy, he just, he really got hammered. And I wonder how much, uh, well, let's see, election day, uh, yeah, election day, Gloria got about a thousand more votes than him. So that would be. You know, because the mayor of Knoxville came out and urged everyone to get out because she got so mad at Eddie and said he had lied and put her picture out there as though she was endorsing him and used one of her quotes of her just thanking him for something. And uh, a thousand more votes on election day, I mean, that's a big part of the difference. Right? Yeah, and also she won the early voting. So, so yeah. put those together, he just didn't have a chance to come back at all. So I wonder if he'll run again against her. Well, I would say he's got to now, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm looking. Uh, here's the latest I'm looking at, and uh, I don't know how much is in here. Um, the Martin Daniel, 12,853, and Greg McKay, 12,100. That's about 700 votes to Martin Daniel's favor. Now, whether or not... That's, that's 97, 97 for 90%. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wow. Pretty, Pretty close. close. Oh, man. Well, that, Very close. Let me ask you that. This, this is, um, why can a Democrat come into that area that's normally been a Republican stronghold and have a chance? Did, did some of the stuff that Martin Daniel has said, and like, remember when he, uh, uh Shoved uh, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. on you know, yeah. like the radio station, and then he said something about ISIS could come to UT campus and recruit. Do you think those are the things that have made this race so close, or is it just McKay, who uh, you know has a has been in Knoxville and been involved with the uh, running Coliseum and uh, the Charlie Park things like that? Was just his being well known. What do you think? Well, I think he's 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 better known, and and uh, and I don't see Martin Daniel doing anything outside of the election. I don't know that you know. I've never seen him report to anyone here in East Tennessee or come back and talk about anything, supporting any bills for the people in the community, and that's mostly the the uh, North Shore Drive area. So he needs to he needs to or should have done a better job of PR. Absolutely. I think he should have done a lot better. Now, I've, I've heard people say the same thing about uh, Jason Zachary, just the fact that they don't know what bills he's pushed or what he's led, the charge that most of the stuff he puts on social media is um, uh, quotes from presidents and things like that. And I think you've got to You've got to constantly tell people what you're doing, what you're voting on, what you're interested in, uh, that you're really making sure that you're taking care of for the people. It's almost like you constantly have to be selling yourself, which is what Tim Burchett's going to have to do, because in two years, you know what he's going to be doing? Run again. Exactly. Well, and, well, Martin Daniel has to run again. I mean, that's 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 the way it's set up. So every two years, you got to go that cycle again. But, yeah, I, you're right. Here, here's my here's my opinion on on the House and the Senate, and you can you can do the same thing in the in the state house and Senate if you want to. 
I think House of Representatives should be term limits. You could you four-year terms each one. You could run, you can be there three terms. Senator six-year terms. You could be there two terms, and that's that. That's to me that's the way that should be done. I think we'll get more done on a federal level. Well, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think, and Burchett uh, even says that he's for term limits, and he's going to introduce a bill for that. So I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, it's it's not a lifetime job. The House of Representatives is set up to have regular working people have a chance to go to Congress and make something happen. And that's why it's a two-year term. Now, the, the Senate was different because there are fewer members, and that was a, a more of a... Uh, manager's type job, I guess it would, because there's fewer senators and there are House of Representatives. Sure. And so it, it's, it's and they just... they confirm Supreme Court justices, things right. like that. So yeah. I think it is a little bit more of a... I'm surprised as many people quit Congress this year and the last two years and just, uh, just said, I don't want to run. I'm really that goes surprised. back to what I said, has it gotten too nasty? Yeah. I don't know if it's the nasty or just, yeah, I guess it has been. It's gotten too nasty. It's gotten, it's, and, and, you know, I, if they're going to run for something else, I mean, what, what was the purpose of, 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 you know, you would think, well, they're going to come back and run for governor. But in most cases, they don't. It's just, it's, it's, I can't take it anymore. You know? You just don't want it anymore. Well, you can't take it. Um, uh, and going back to what we were saying a second ago, if you have to run every two years, you're always running, and then how are you ever going to get anything done uh, for your constituents if all you're having to do is worry about raising money? Okay, if I'm having to raise money and, and I'm trying to, you know, you can't raise money while you're in session, right? Isn't that true? Right. So what do you depend on? Pack money, right. right? And so then the packs start getting in your in your in your pocket mm -hmm. and start controlling you, and then you start depending on it because you don't have enough time to go out and raise funds so you can run. That's true. So that's it's, it's every two years running. I think it's just. Well, it's in the House, in the state of Tennessee, running every two years doesn't seem to be a problem because they all they have a lot of money. I mean, they're spending a lot of money on these races. Yeah, spending a lot of money on these races. Deciding who's going to be elected. No. Although, well, I guess both sides, both sides on that Bredesen and Marsha race. The pack money was so dirty. I mean, like you said, attacking her about she's doing this and flown here and taking this and all that. So did we see? Did we see the millenniums make a big impact in this election? No, I don't think so. Did you? Maybe not here. Maybe that's more in the California races. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's still millennials do not. They don't own. For the most part, it's like 60, what is it, only uh, people 35 and older, only a third of those people own property or own house, their homes anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the millennials especially, they're not going to own property. And when you don't own property, you're not as worried about what? Property taxes going no, up. That's right. Uh, even though indirectly you pay them when you rent, mm -hmm. but they don't think about that. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of uh, still, even though I think we saw a lot of people vote Knox County, there's still a lot of apathy about the government. I saw a thing today that said 75%, 75% of the people in the country are not happy with the government and they don't trust the government. Now, is that just because everybody, it's fun to hate the government, or everybody wants the government to give them a bunch of stuff, and when they don't give them a bunch of stuff, then we don't like them? Or, or is that a fair assessment, you know? Mm -hmm. well, 
And also, you know, we we haven't we had we did not have marijuana on the ballot in Tennessee this time around. We will. Yeah, you're right. I also noticed that the the grocery store wine sales passed in Mainerville. Yeah, well, I think it's good. I think once your big uh, places passed it then it, it's going to just fall into just place. You know, you, you remember back in 1980, I guess it was 81, 80, here in Knox County, it was such a big deal about liquor by the drink. They said if we didn't pass liquor by the drink, we probably couldn't even have the World's Fair. You remember that? They were I'm sure they weren't that serious, but I remember it very well. That we had to have liquor by the drink in order to have the World's Fair. Well, well, I think the opinion of liquor and wine has certainly changed. and Either that or the the fact that churches are getting more empty than they are getting full. I don't know which one's the difference. Was it 6,000 churches in the United States shut their doors every year? 6,000 churches. Is that because bigger churches... Popping up and they're consolidating, or is religion going away? Well, I don't think religion's going away. I think it's certainly changing. I think the 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 way the way it's changed in my lifetime for sure. I miss the old songs and the, I miss the old good times. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it it has changed a lot. It really has. Well, Ed, are you are you do you love elections? Are you sick of them? I'm sick of the ads. I'm glad it's over, so I don't have to listen to the ads and listen to the mudslinging. I'm not. Uh, I didn't make any money off of it, so it didn't. It didn't make any difference to me. And the, uh, I, I do. I do like the excitement of an election, though. I wouldn't mind running for election. Well, but it seems like to me, and I'd vote for you. I can guarantee you that. It seems like to me that um, a lot of elections fuel the economy. And your radio and your TV stations and your newspaper, well, mostly radio and TV stations, are the ones that benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Listen, I work at a radio station. This, it was a landslide of, of money spent in Knox County. I mean, an incredible amount of money. You, on your people on your TV stations, just give you an idea. If you want to buy a spot, let's say you're a car dealer, you want to buy a spot on TV, but a political ad wants that same spot that you're trying to buy, and there's only so many of them every hour. And the political people are willing to pay $6,500 for one 30-second spot, and you're only willing to pay $2,500. Guess who's getting that spot? They are. So all this money just flowed into Knox County, and I went to the TV and the radio station's pockets, and most of them are owned by people from out of the state, and so it just went to those other places. So anyway, it's my soapbox. <laughs> What's bothering Bob? All right, so uh, you want to run down it really quick, or just well, to end it up, or what do you, how do you want to end this thing? We've never done it before. Yeah, I think we ought to end it by talking about what we're going to do next time and some of the things that's on our mind. And, and I'd like to hear from people some things that they would like for us to talk about. I, I'll have to tell you this. I didn't have as much fun doing this one as I have the past one. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, it's, no, it's not your fault. It's just the topic, I think. You know, I, I think that, you know, I felt more like a reporter or something. And instead of having, you know, where we're laughing and having a big time and it's all fun and games. Yeah, it's just, um, it, it's kind of, kind of brought me down talking about politics. And the last number we got is Martin Daniel up about 700. Well, uh, congratulations to all the winners. Marsha Blackman won. That's what I thought. Phil Bredesen uh, is who Ed felt would win. That, I guess that's the biggest thing of the night, I guess. I guess so. We promised on our next one we would talk about uh, Sheriff Tom Spangler, so we'll have to push that and talk about 
Yeah, more than next one. All right. do it on the next one. Is that all right? So we got one minute to go. Uh, you, anything you want to say to the people out there? I want to make sure that they that how to reach us. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Adambob.com. And leave the comments. And, and, and be sure to do that because there's a there's a little box down at the bottom of the page, and that's where we want you to type in your comments. You don't have to tell us anything about yourself or anything, but we'd like to hear the comments. Sure. And then you can also uh, email us, Bob at yahoo.com. And you can get us on Twitter and also on Facebook. And, you know, just look up Ed and Bob and you can find us there. All right, Ed, uh, about 20 seconds to go here. And I've enjoyed it. It's, uh, I understand what your point was. It almost wears you out a little bit. Yeah, it, it does. It wasn't, it wasn't as fun as the... Let's go back to the good fun and games of Edinburgh, okay? Let's don't do this politics so much. We'll just drop a little politics in there once in a while. But I think we got two years to worry about. So. All right, man. Have a wonderful day. See ya. Bye. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Black. I hugged her and she hugged back Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat?